My goal for this episode is not to scare you. (laughs) I don't want you all to feel that you have an autoimmune disorder, but I do want you to hear so many parts of one of my best friends. Her name is Kevin. She's going to share her story today about chronic Lyme disease. Um, It shows itself as an autoimmune disorder in her body. She has gone through so much. And even if you have none of these symptoms, I hope that it opens your mind to detoxifying and to emptying your trash can. Yes, this is the friend that I steal that line from. I use it all the time here on this podcast. And you're going to hear from the source herself. But it might give you ideas of how to detox, of how to take better care of yourself. And if nothing else, if you have none of these symptoms, I pray to God you don't, but maybe you know someone who does. And I want you to just have a bigger heart and just feel what people go through that are struggling with this disorder and maybe a lack of that detoxifying gene that we're going to talk about today. I think it will blow your mind what she has gone through. And thank you so much for listening. Welcome to The Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis. After being widowed at 38 with three little kids and now blending our family with a man that made my heart come back to life, I know that it is hard to calm the chaos through life's ups and downs. If you are lost in the overwhelm of motherhood, if you're trying to be mindful of true self-care again, or if you need to find simple ways to detox your life, mind, and home, come to The Well our online wellness collaborative of coaches where you can find restoration through natural wellness, inner healing, and faith that brings freedom to your heart. In the Bible, the woman at the well went to the well for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. Grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at the well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. Welcome back to the Well Podcast. I have waited so long for this episode. Ever since I started this podcast, my friend Kevin has been someone that I have wanted to introduce you all to. I think that you're going to relate to maybe more of her story than you even imagine, but we'll hop into it in a second. But Kevin, I just want to say thanks for being on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and share with everybody and give some insight. Yeah. So we met probably, I don't know, two to three summers ago. Our husbands actually play hockey together, but we bonded about natural health and we started using essential oils together. Well, we kind of bonded really quickly, I would say about natural health, but then your story made a really big impression on me and we've become really good friends since then. But I think your authenticity and just, just what you've gone through is something that I wanted not only our other friends to hear about and to understand about you, but also the podcast listeners. So I'll give a little bit of a intro and then, and then I'll let you take it away. But Kevin is a wife and a mom. Um, she lives in Naples, Florida, same town that I do. Like I said, our husbands play hockey together. Um, she's a real estate agent. She has made jewelry. She has, she's like a Jack of all trades. If you could see her on video. She's always like, looks amazing, has amazing style, but has been through some really, really hard things with her health. 
And so Kevin, what else do you want to share about your life? Oh, sure. Well, I can explain kind of where I am and what I went through. I have Lyme disease, chronic Lyme disease basically is the, is the bottom line here. So I've learned a lot since I learned of that diagnosis about 10 years ago. Um, I would say it shifted a lot of things for me. And I think that the reason that it's good to have this podcast is for people to realize they may have underlying things going on that they don't even realize, which is what you and I talked about. Like this is a good reason to maybe let people start to question and have their use their intuition when it comes to how they feel. Well, and and I think, you know, this podcast has really morphed into, we kind of started talking a lot about grief and mental health and it really lends itself to a lot of anxiety. And a lot of women have anxiety because of chronic inflammation and sometimes maybe even borderline autoimmune disorders or so start at the beginning for us. Was it a, was it a tick? Do you think? All right. That's a good question. So I do think it was a tick, but there was never a tick found Um, to go all the way back when I was nine. I had just come back. My family's from the New Jersey area. We had come, we were on our way home, driving home. Like a lot of people probably did back then people would drive up and back, up and back. A lot of people have memories of that. And I became really sick and um, it, uh, it's amazing, but there were doctors in Fort Myers. That's where I lived at the time that were in a pediatric group that actually said, we think this could be spotted Rocky mountain fever, which is, a co-infection of Lyme disease, Lyme disease, when you get bitten by a tick, doesn't just give you Lyme disease. That's kind of the umbrella, but there's a bunch of other illnesses um, that are under that umbrella. So they said, we're just going to treat her like it's that. And so they gave me IV antibiotics. I mean, I had a really high fever, you know, just very, very sick. And I was in the hospital for a week. And so at least they did that initially. And I would say that um, something that everyone should know is you don't need to find the tick on you. There's information out there. And in my opinion, I can't, you know, verify this yes or no, but through my research in being, you know, sick with Lyme disease, you can get it from a mosquito. You can get it from a tick bite. It doesn't have to be engorged on you. It could just have bitten you and fallen off. Now, if you read what the CDC puts out, for example, and maybe this is truly what they believe, but I truly believe this is not accurate, that it has to be engorged and it has to be a tick. But I know several people that it just, they never found the tick, but they still had a bullseye rash or they never even found a bullseye rash. They never found one on me. So, you know, just to use your intuition, don't always just think that it's hundred percent right because everyone's different. So if you just look at those guidelines, you might be like, well, I never had a bullseye rash. So that's not my problem. And I think a lot of people write off Lyme disease where I personally think that it's a lot of people have it. It's, it's much more prevalent than we would believe. So, so anyway, I was sick. I got better. I would say through my life, I've always, when I get sick, I get really sick, not, and I'm, this is going to come together when I tell you the, you know, rest of the story. So um, I was pregnant with my first child at 32. I would get weird rashes they didn't know what it was. Um, luckily everything was fine. I was really sick after he was born, but I was able to bounce back. Um, 
I think youth and just taking antibiotics, not knowing, not relating this to Lyme disease at all. Okay, guys, not relating this. Just, I'm just looking back now with what I know and saying that was because it was dormant in my system all of these years. I do believe that when I was a kid, they knocked out the acute illness, but it can lay dormant. It's very hard to eradicate your body of all of the bacteria that and viruses that Lyme can give you or that anybody on any day is walking around with. You know, you want to keep your load down of bacteria and viruses. Everybody has that. So, um, so anyway, I felt why I wanted people to understand your story is that you've done so much more research than, (laughs) than anyone because you had to, and we all have different susceptibilities. Is that the word? Um, to disease, you might think, well, I got, I had a tick and I didn't have this. That's very possible, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. not everyone gets chronic Lyme disease after a tick. Is that, is that accurate? That is accurate. Not every tick would carry it and everybody's immune system is completely different. So some people may be able to, um, you know, to clean it out of their system better. They have better detoxing genes, really, I mean, is what it comes down to. Um, And so if you have better detoxing genes, then it may not affect you the same. Or you may be able to go longer and longer without having those symptoms. Or maybe it would set something else off in your body. I'm a big believer that it can just set other odd things off. Yeah, so it's all different. Everybody's body is completely different. For me, I know that I have a genetic issue with detoxing. So it probably made it worse. And knowing that I had it all of those years, never knowing and never eating clean or using oils or whatever it was, all the thing, the modalities that I do, it's almost like I always liken it to, it's not the prettiest, but it's a good picture in your mind, a trash can. And if you keep adding to that trash can, eventually it's going to overflow if you're not ever emptying it. So so for me, like I, I didn't have that the ability analogy to be- all the time. Now I stole it from you. Yeah. Well, because you can <laughs> see it, right. I know it's not pretty, but you can, if you, if your body works, but say you're working to be really clean, which is what I do now, I'm emptying that garbage can, you know, yeah. a lot more. Um, and my body doesn't naturally do that. So I have to be doing these things. Some people there, they might detox better. So their trash can never gets too full. So, you know, it's kind of looking at it that way and you, you gauge that on how you feel. And if you're inflamed, you have a lot more pain. And at the end of the day, any autoimmune, you know, causes inflammation throughout your body, which Lyme disease does that. So I, so I had my second child a few years later and was really sick after having Stella, really sick, neurologically sick, cognitively, could not think straight. I could not drive. I had crazy anxiety. So that started me down the rabbit hole, still not putting it together that this was Lyme disease from years ago, not putting that together. Um, But then one day my mom called me and she read something to me from a pharmacist, a local pharmacist, and they had written all these um, symptoms of Lyme. And I was just crying. And I said, I know that's what it is. And, you know, I had already asked doctors about this. We had already started to put it together. Like, maybe this is what it is. And they would just say, no, Lyme disease isn't isn't in Florida or you don't have that. They would just poo poo it. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I don't know did why. Did they think that it was post because it was after pregnancies? Did they think that it was postpartum? Um, they did. They definitely thought it was just anxiety. Then. So a lot of women get this 
you're just anxious. It's just anxiety. Yes, it's just postpartum. But it was going beyond that time frame. And I knew it wasn't. So I was so adamant that I said, well, I can't. I'm walking one direction. And I don't even know how to explain this, but I feel like I'm walking the other direction. I mean, it was like you're on drugs, I guess. I'd never really done them. But like, it was just out of this body kind of experience. It wasn't anxiety. I've had anxiety. Um, I tried anti-anxiety medicines. It made me feel like my feet weren't even touching the ground. So that wasn't it. Um, it was just just bizarre. I, I really don't know how to describe it. And, and such severe pain, so much pain throughout my body. So it was a mixture of so many things. Um, and so finally, I was adamant, this is what it is. After my mom read that to me and I had gone to neurologists, they, one neurologist thought I had HIV. And I said, well, you can test me, but can you also test me for Lyme disease? And he did. And it came back positive because I had read that if you take antibiotics, like, so what happens is the, the traditional Lyme disease test, which is called a Western blot, only tests for antibodies, which are, you know, they are the fighters against when you have a disease, they fight that disease. So the test doesn't test for Lyme disease itself. It just tests to see if your body's forming these fighting cells, right, to fight the disease. So after you had it for so long, your body doesn't make antibodies anymore. So even if you have chronic Lyme disease and you do that test, the Western blot basic test, it's not going to show positive. So I had been researching and researching and it said if you take oh. antibiotics and you have Lyme disease, it will show up because your body will start to fight it again. You know, it gets it, it gets tired, but then it starts to fight it again. So I took antibodies, uh, antibiotics. I took the test. It said I had it. This neurologist of course, I did not have HIV. I knew I didn't have that. But it's interesting because it does present in the same way because it's an overload of bacteria and viruses. Um, but I did test positive for Lyme. And he said, well, that doesn't exist. So there's something, there is this, I should say I don't know why, there is some kind of underlying thing between the medical community, in my opinion, and insurance that they don't acknowledge it. They will put you on antibiotics forever for acne, but not for Lyme disease. And not that I think antibiotics, long-term antibiotics is the best solution anyway, but it's just an interesting insight. So, and, and you can read about that. It's, it's very well documented out there. This is an issue. Um, well, this is part of the reason why I wanna have this conversation. Um, number one, because your story is worth being told. Number two, because you have, you're so educated on the modern medicine side of it, as well as the natural things that you've done. And number three, I think, that autoimmune disorders like this of many different kinds are rampant because of the toxicity in our world, but also, I mean, just so many factors. And I don't think that it's being talked about enough. <laughs> no, it's not. And, and then unfortunately you will get the pushback. Like I said, with most doctors, sometimes it's an ego thing because they don't really understand it. Um, and sometimes it's just what they're taught. I find in our traditional medicine that we have, um, that a lot of it is just regurgitation of what they've been taught and it can help you a lot. Listen, I'm all for it. If I need a surgery, if I need some, you know, basic things, then I can go to a quote unquote, you know, basic family doctor, right. And you can get those things, but when you have to dig a little deeper, then you want to go to somebody that's a little more specialized, just like in anything. If you're having heart issues, you want to go to a cardiologist. If you're having, 
you know, Lyme disease, an infectious disease doctor, maybe up north down here, I don't know that it would be that beneficial. You actually want to find a Lyme literate doctor is what it's called. Um, Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Like my doctor, I finally found after this happened and I had the positive test, I had a cousin um, I found out who had been diagnosed with Lyme disease. I called her. She said, I go to this doctor. I can't promise you that it will work the same for you, but he has really saved my life. He's a family friend. He kept saying I should come see him. Um, And I wasn't because he's alternative. He's an MD, um, but he's in Philadelphia area. And, but she said, but listen, he does really different kinds of modalities, different things. And and I said, "I, I don't care. And I remember the day I got on the plane, I was laying down on the floor in my house just, I was so tired. My kids were really young. I just was like, Mm. uh, it took everything to get on the airplane to go up there basically. And, um, and, but that was the beginning of things really turning around. And I just felt like someone finally really heard me. And I remember him, I'll never forget him saying, and this is 10 years ago. I, he came back in after testing me. He's like, you're really sick. And, um, he still talks about it. He said, you were one of the sickest people I've seen with Lyme disease. And he's in a very Lyme prevalent area. He said, you kept doing this ticking, like with your nose, like I would move my nose on my face, like a tick, you know, not, not tick, no pun intended, but you know, moving. (laughs) (laughs) And, and he said, but I, he, I remember him coming into the room that day looking really concerned. I was like, Oh God, because I knew something was really wrong, but he made me feel so good. He said, I can get you 90% better. And I would say that's probably accurate. Most of the time I am 90% better, but I'm so happy because I will tell you, I was so sick. So I was so grateful and, and did everything he told me to do. I cut out gluten. I did not drink alcohol, which I don't even know if he told me, but I had no, I already felt like I was drunk all the time. I think because my body was so toxic. Um, you know, uh, there were so many things, just natural things he gave me. I've done B venom therapy. Um, where you give yourself, some people actually use bees. He had it, it shots along my spine in my top of my head. I would not into your spine, but along, you know, under the skin. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband would have to do it for me actually back there. And I would do it in other areas of my body. Um, all to take down inflammation and to kill, well, bacteria, viruses. Like I, I get shingles outbreaks that started when I was 30. Uh, I didn't know what it was at that time. It took a few years for people to even diagnose that because they thought it was weird because I only get it on my knee. It's very odd, but it causes extreme like neurological pain and symptoms. So it's a lot to take in and not everybody has to be sick as I was. Um, And I still manage it uh, with a lot of different things daily. And, but I can still cheat sometimes. Like for example, I, I saw Kari the other day and she's like, you can't have that because I had gluten in it. I said, well, I can cheat sometimes now, but I was so <laughs> good. <laughs> I was so good for years. I never cheated at all because you really have to heal yourself to a point and then know your own body. But just to know that if something feels off, like, and you know that you know what your body usually feels like when it's right, don't let people say it's just that, you know, a doctor Oh, it's just that, or your family. Oh, you're just anxious. No, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because nobody has to help you. Like that was told to me one time and it's true. Nobody has to help you. So you have to help yourself if really nobody is really able to help you at some point. So at least if you have the tools to help yourself and find the people that are willing to help you, um, then, you know, there's hope 
I guess that's the biggest thing. There's, there's hope and you can get better than where you are. If you're, if you're having questions of how you're feeling, um, because at the end of the day, you really just want to take down inflammation. That's the biggest first culprit. So whatever you can do like oils, like cutting out gluten and cutting out sugar and alcohol, and you can't do it all at once. And it can seem overwhelming. Just, you don't, don't stress yourself out. Um, but look into it, you know, and see if it's something you can do that you can work with. Well, and we should all be doing those things. I mean, all disease is inflammation, all pain is inflammation. So of course, you know, that's why we preach a natural lifestyle. That's why we try to take good care of ourselves. But when, when you're going through this extreme pain, when you don't even feel able to take care of the kids, I mean, I can't imagine having two little kids while this was all going, you probably would have done anything at the time. Anything. It was so, it was such a desperate feeling. And I do remember a friend saying, I just want you to know you're going to get through this and your kids won't remember this. It makes me want to cry because mm -hmm. it was really hard trying to be, you know, happy. And I didn't, it, it, I just, I don't know. It's still a hurtful thing because I feel like a lot of that time I almost can't remember that well. And mm -hmm. And I'm, I guess they can't either, but like, you want to remember those times, but then I'm also really grateful for what I know now. And if my kids start to feel that way, because the truth is I was sick when I was pregnant with them. And even though they say things don't pass, how can they not? These children, they're in your body. You're sharing your blood supply with them. Mm -hmm. um, I try to do things for them. They go to see my doctor every year too, up there. He does muscle testing. He, he, he will use blood testing, but he feels like that's such a small little glimpse that, you know, the testing he does is very intricate in a different way. Um, so yeah. Imagine I, if your cousin did not know about him. I mean, that's always been the hard part for me is, is to find a doctor in any spectrum that I can trust, um, <laughs> that we're aligned with. So, I mean, it's just amazing that you were able to find somebody too, that could help. Oh, right so, there. That's like a miracle. It, it, I agree with you. I, I, I always say he and his, his main nurse, I'm always like, you are my angels. I just wonderful. There were times I would be taking things, for example, parasites. There's something that everyone has. Nobody wants to talk about it, but I mean, we treat our dogs for it. Our dogs actually get treated for Lyme disease or, you know, it's, it's very strange, but um, anyway, uh, I remember starting that taking those medicines for the first time. And I was really nervous and I would just call them or text them any time of the day, not night, but you know, the day, and they were so nice to be there for me because it was scary starting the journey of healing too. I want people to know that too. It is scary. Like I said, not just cutting out those things, whatever you have to do, but it's worth it. It's like, it took a while to build up the layers again. So you have to take them back down to where you can feel like yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but it was it, he is a blessing. His whole office is a blessing to me. So yeah. and to anyone that goes there. That's amazing. So what does what does life look like now? Like what do you what do you have to do? You got the inflammation down, detoxed probably, but then now you're saying, yeah, sometimes you can have gluten or you can have a drink. Mm -hmm. But what do you need to do now to keep that inflammation in under wraps? That's a good question. Well, I'm really good about sleeping, you know, really trying to get my sleep. And if I, you know, if I'm having a hard time, I have natural things I can take for that. 
melatonin didn't work for me. So there's other things. So I don't want people to feel like you can only do one thing. Um, uh, I basically do cut out gluten, but once in a while, I know now that my body won't set me again. It's that trash can thing. It was so full. I couldn't do any of that. So once you get your, your inflammation down, most of the time you can add some inflammatory things once in a while. So it just, it kind of slowly comes back down because of everything else I do. Like, again, the, you know, eating clean again, the next day, um, sleeping, working out, I exercise, yoga is a big one, anything to kind of calm your system too. uh, yoga Nidra, you can look that up on, uh, YouTube. It's something you can do to calm your nerves. Cause if you're someone who right now is saying, I don't feel good and it might not be Lyme disease for you. So I'm not saying everybody has that, but whatever it is that they find out, keep going, keep going and try and figure it out and read yourself, research yourself, find a doctor that's going to listen. And, and that's all anxiety forming. So in the meantime, also work on taking your anxiety down, which will take down your inflammation and some of your symptoms just naturally. Um, so yoga nidra, slow breathing, meditating just on your own. It doesn't have to be scary. Meditating can just be even laying, lying still. I don't love to sit up and meditate. I like to lie down. Any, anybody, you can do whatever you want. And um, just try and focus on right now. Push everything else out of your head. Um, if you can do that for five minutes, that's great. So I would say those are the kind of things I do. I take certain supplements uh, pretty religiously. You know, they're tinctures that help keep um, viruses and bacteria down in your body. I will do parasite cleanses at least twice a year, uh, some pharmaceutical, um, some are, you can find like a colon cleanse on Amazon, for example. Um, these are the main things I take. I have to take Valtrex uh, for, I just had a shingles outbreak. So I'm not just better, you know, I mean, I had, I had to leave work one day because I was so dizzy. Um, so it's still maintaining it, but I think just even when you know what's wrong with you and you can get it to a manageable level, it's like anything in life. It's, it's, it's not as overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's, and it's just, it's cool because we all have to do it, but it's Mm -hmm. also gives so much validity to all of these things that we talk about all of the time, even if you do have something more severe. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so is there like support? Did you find other people that, because maybe doctors don't always know that this could be it and there's varying degrees of how people have it. Um, did you find other people that had been so frustrated too? Yes. That's a great question on social media. There's Lyme disease sites. So if you just search Lyme disease, you can find support. Like today, I just, I saw somebody when I was scrolling through there in South Florida, they just got diagnosed with Lyme disease because that's another thing that I forgot to add. I did have ticks on our dog, um, between my two pregnancies. And I do believe I was bitten again. And that's what made it so much worse after I had Stella. Um, because you can have some of it, you could get another kind of infection if you're bitten again, um, or from a mosquito or spider or whatever. But uh, yes, but to go back, yes, there are. So this person is in South Florida and they were asking, is there a doctor in South Florida? And people were responding, trying to help her already. So um, yes, that's a great way to find help. I would look on Instagram, Facebook, type in 
Lyme disease and you will find support and you might have to, you know, fly certain places. Like I go up North for my, my Lyme doctor, but I can kind of piecemeal some things together here. He does telemed as well. So if I can't go see him, I can at least telemed with him. Or I, you know, have a friend of mine as my local doctor and she knows everything that goes on with him. So sometimes she can fill a prescription for me. You have to just be your own advocate. I mean, for me, that's the main takeaway from this, no matter what you're dealing with, just be your own advocate. You have to be. Yeah. It's just not like it used to be. I feel like when I was a kid, you'd go to the doctor and they would really take time and really try and figure it out. They don't have the time. And I don't know that they have, they're being taught in the same way that they were in that to, you know, they don't have a lot of good doctors are frustrated by it. Also, they're like, you know, they have to see a certain right. number of patients. Right. It's, not, it's not how they want it either. We've just, right. this snowball effect has just taken over and the pharmaceuticals are so much more tied. So yeah, it's the doctors sometimes are really great people who really did oh, this for the right reason. Yes. And then they just get caught up in it and it's really sad. Well, I love that you are getting like driving that home to be your own advocate, to not feel crazy if something is going on. Um, I wanted to circle back to something that you said, like that you don't detox. Well, um, I learned this and I think I've shared this on the podcast that when I did that DNA neurological testing, my brain doesn't detox well, which is why when I got COVID, it really affected me neurologically. So my doctor also, I saw a natural doctor out of Colorado. He said, you know, don't stay away from MSG. Did you get the testing to know if you have that gene that I forget the, the name it's like MFR. So people call it the mother, you know, what gene, cause it yeah. looks like that. Do you have that? Is it your blood type or have you found kind of why you don't detox? That's a good question. No, it's the MTHFR, the mother effort gene. Yeah. And I have <laughs> one, one of the, uh, there's two different um, parts to that gene that can be not functioning correctly. And it's one of them does, does not function correctly for me. And it's the one more to do with detox. And the other one has more to do with your uh, heart. So yeah, so that's a test you can have done. Yes. And that is, I mean, I have, I have had clients who have had to get their dental work redone because they don't detox. And so, or their breast implants, like there, there's been, there might be more going on. It might not be Lyme disease, right? You don't detox the same way. I mean, I had a mental breakdown after having COVID that could have sent me into a tizzy where I never could have gotten my life back. But for me to understand that my brain does not detox the same way, And so, and COVID being a neurological toxin was the worst thing that could have happened to me. I mean, you, you know, you helped me so much during that time, because again, it showed itself in extreme anxiety, because Mm -hmm. if your body has cortisol just pumping through it, because it's under so much inflammation, so much attack, it's going to come out in anxiety. I just thought I was going crazy and you just helped me so much during that time. I can't imagine it's not just Lyme or just COVID or just having a baby or whatever it is. There might be so many underlying things that people can have a similar experience to what we've experienced. 
Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. There's so many, as you're talking, so many things I wanted to say. I hope my brain can remember them, but yes, no, um, I'm so glad if I was able to help in any way, that makes me feel good. And because I do think a huge thing is to not get too anxious about it all. I feel like there are answers and that's the biggest thing to take some anxiety down because the anxiety will feed the illness. When I have anxiety or I'm not sleeping, that's when I get shingles, right? So it feeds each other. It keeps going like a hamster wheel. Um, the other thing is, yes, we have so many environmental factors, um, whether it's having COVID or any illness that could trigger something in somebody or MSG, like you said, or gluten, whatever it is, those things, we have all of these in our water. There's metals that are in our water that can trigger people. I had my fillings taken out. I went to a natural oh, dentist yeah, mm -hmm. and had those taken out, I don't know, over five years ago. Same thing, had them replaced. There's so many things that are impacting your body you might not even realize. Even if you're using lotions that have parabens and hormone um, affecting you know, ingredients. A lot of people know about that now, but a lot of people still don't. These things don't seem like a big deal, but when you add them all up, yes, that's when, and if like for you, you weren't detoxing well um, neurologically, that all, everything adds up. So it's taking, yes, it's trying not to be too anxious to take your cortisol down because that's just going to keep feeding the inflammation. So it's all of it together. But as long as you can start with some of it, and yeah, it's not Lyme disease for everyone. It's, it's a lot of other things. It could truly be anxiety causing them inflammation. It could okay. be that. And I don't want to say just that because I don't think that's fair to say it's just anxiety. It's a big deal. Um, that can yeah. cause a lot of ailments. So yeah, um, everything you just said was a great example of everyone being a little different. And that's what affected you and then what you kind of did to help yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. Just having those tools. If you don't have the tools, you really feel helpless and anxious. Having some tools is a lifesaver. Right. Well, and I think that that's why I use this platform to talk so much more about the little things because I'm like you, I, I didn't get super sick when my kids are little, but I am a recovering perfectionist and control freak and had anxiety the majority of the time that I had little kids and did yeah. not know it. I, I really didn't. I didn't know that those were all behaviors that not everyone goes and smashes Oreos in their mouth. Like when their <laughs> kids are fighting, like <laughs> that I was not. I think a lot of us do do that, but yeah. no, I know what you're saying. <laughs> but I mean, I didn't know. I thought I just, I knew it was stress eating or I knew that I would like freak out or yell or but I just really didn't know these things. And so maybe people learned a lot sooner than me, but when we do have really extreme examples, you know, this isn't super extreme, but I think it had to feel for you, right? I mean, this was debilitating in your life, you know, kind of work backwards and just give these tips for people that maybe it's not as severe that we should all be doing this. That's why we talk about holistic self-care. That's why we talk about getting rid of the chemicals and emptying your trash bucket because you all need it, whether you have good mm -hmm. detoxification genes or not. <laughs> or, well, think about how lucky you are if you are already healthy and you implement this, then mm -hmm. you're, you're starting way ahead of people that don't have the detoxing methods as well. They already have inflammation. Yes, everybody should be doing it. That's why I try and do with my kids. It's harder with kids because it's hard to cut everything out and you want them to be able to be kids. But I let them know, you know, as they get older, they're 13 and 16. I mean, these are things that could be 
in your system, not to freak you out, but again, like what I was saying, just to have the tools so that maybe you don't freak out as much and maybe you make some better decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing um, just your story. And I hope you come on again. You have so much to, to share in natural health. You're, I mean, you're being very humble, just kind of throwing out a couple of these things, but you've researched it so much. So will you come back again? Oh, thank you, Kari. You know, I'll always come back. I appreciate you having me and it was a good time. And I hope that it, you know, helps some people in in some way. That's always the goal in this life. Yeah, absolutely. Advocate for yourself. Don't feel like you're crazy. If, if things are not, if you're not feeling well, you're not feeling well, you know, and, and there's support. Um, We can be a support here um, at the well podcast and Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the Well Podcast. Please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at the Well.